1: Okay, this is the 77 WABC minicast. Well, it's no secret that the world has been paying a great deal of attention to what's going on in the Middle East. Uh, that's always been the case, but especially over the last two weeks. Uh, Following this uh, horrific Hamas attack on Israel, President Biden is going to Israel today. Hundreds reported dead after a hospital was hit in Gaza. Hundreds of innocent people and both sides are sort of blaming one another for who's responsible for hitting this particular hospital. And there's a lot of concern about what this means for the future of relationships in in the United States and in the Middle East. Right before this whole episode, we were poised to see a rather historic recognition of Israel by Saudi Arabia, and that really could have had the potential to usher in a whole new era when it came to Middle Eastern relations. Where does that leave us now? Somebody with the answer to that question, and perhaps many others, is uh, Aziz Al-Gishion, who is a fellow at CPAD and a writer focusing on Saudi foreign policy towards Israel and Middle Eastern international relations. He joins us live from Saudi Arabia right now. Aziz, I know you have a lot going on this morning. I appreciate you joining me
0: no my pleasure frank thank you very much for having me and uh, uh it's good to be with you
1: aziz i i think for us to discuss saudi arabia and israel uh, we have to look at least a bit at saudi arabia's relationship with iran some people in our audience and some americans they may not necessarily follow the history of the Saudis and the Iranians, and they kind of think, all right, they're all in the Middle East, they're all Arab countries, they're all Muslim, they all must get along. Uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran have not historically had the best of a relationship, have they?
0: Yes. No, you're right. And I think this is one of the aspects, unfortunately, that I think played the understanding of the international relations of the Middle East. I think you, you, you very much allude to uh, the point that the Middle East viewed monolithically. Uh, in other words, it's viewed as one kind of big block of uh, they must be either Muslim, they either must be all uh, uh, Arab, which they're not, uh, they're either Muslim, which they're not. Uh, so I, I, there is a tendency, unfortunately, as someone who has been brought up and studied most of his education uh, uh, from the West, that, you know, to reduce. The, the Middle East to that. And I think that's very dangerous because then it just leads to a great deal of misunderstanding. So it's, it's always good to, to have these discussions and try to dissect the situation.
1: Before this Hamas attack on Israel, where, were, mm. where was the relationship between Saudi Arabia and Israel and where was it poised to go prior to this attack? Yeah, it's a good question and the
0: reality is that it is difficult to find out. The reason being, Frank, is that you know, this deal was a multi-layered, multifaceted uh a series of um negotiations on different fronts taking place simultaneously. So that's how you know, that's how complicated it was. Um and so the Saudi position, uh, and I could speak to this uh, with some confidence, the Saudi position was one of a wait and see. You know, if the stars aligned, if the moving parts aligned on all these different fronts, then the, the deal would, would have picked up some significant pace. But the reality is, is that it was already an uphill battle anyway. Mm-hmm. It was already an uphill struggle anyway. Uh, so now, I think with the situation that's going on here, this is this is just difficult. But just to reiterate the point, I mean, it's also worth noting that um, uh, Net- Netanyahu, um, even people in the United States, uh, have over-politicized Saudi-Israeli normalization, and this is not new, Frank. You know, this is this has been going on since really the Arab Spring, and I think for 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 the benefit of the viewers or the the listeners, I would say no, no in a very early morning listeners. um, uh, They, you know, this, this was a process that people were trying to do and trying to get Saudi Arabia to normalize relations with Israel, trying to get them closer together and uh, for their own political purposes. But so what this led was to a great deal of speculation. You know, a lot of the times people were saying, Hey, we're on the cusp of something huge and then something, and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. Uh, You know, this, this this deal is going to happen, and then all of a sudden it breaks down. So, it really, brings into the question of the, the credibility of some of these reports. Um, so that's why it's very foggy. It's very foggy, Frank. Well, when and, you, um, when well, you the situation is even more, yeah, go on.
1: No, I'm sorry. just to clarify. When you say they sure. over politicize the significance of yeah. that deal, the Saudi uh, Arabia Israel deal. Yeah. W- what do you mean by that exactly?
0: okay uh, thank you but this is an important question so for example here i'm sorry here uh, in the middle east netanyahu for example uh, is trying to normalize relations with israel he is trying to he is trying to build a legacy for himself trying to say hey this is the, this is a situation that will bring us a great deal of benefit this will uh, normalize us in the region to a certain extent um And therefore, it's motivated by domestic legacies, political legacies, rather than what is good, for example, for uh, the state. I see. Because there are some Israelis that, you know, there are some Israelis that say, listen, normalization has to come in congruence with a Palestinian issue. Because as we could see in the Middle East, unfortunately, there's just no way around it. And a lot of the times people try to circumnavigate the issue. Uh, of the Palestinian issue and then they believe that a normalization will hinder that because it'll just isolate them even more which makes them more in despair and then we just see more and more conflict. When it comes to the United States oh, and, and let me just stick with Biden uh, with, I'm sorry with Netanyahu also so he is trying to do these things to say we are close to with Saudi Arabia also to alleviate pressure domestically In Israel, which I'm sure you guys have been covering, about these uh, judicial reforms, Mm -hmm. very controversial, very Mm -hmm. divisive, and so he's he's trying to use that to alleviate some kind of pressure off that, and say, hey, let's all unite. Saudi Arabia is very close. We're gonna we're on the cusp of something, and that's why a lot of people in Israel don't believe him. When it comes to the politicization in the United States, this is a bipartisan issue, and of course, Israeli support is very much a bipartisan issue, and. You know, what, why is this very political is that it's not only just uh, uh, a normalization deal, but this is, people will celebrate this as a removal of leverage upon Israel to have something on the, to, to, to concede something on the Palestinian front. You see what I'm saying? I do. So they're kind of, yeah, they're, you know, and therefore it's a, it, it, it politically resonates in Washington, D.C., And therefore, you have this uh, tandem of politicization of the situation, which makes it very foggy, but also makes it even more complex. As a result of this uh, politicization, Saudi Arabia and the Saudi ruling elite have sensed not only the eagerness, but the desperation for both Tel Aviv and Washington, D.C. to normalize relations with Israel. And as a result, they have then... Put the price tag very high with these, uh, with a treaty, a defense treaty, with nuclear cooperation, and better access to weapons. So this is—it's going around in circles